Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. Happyhourlive.co.uk. See you in May. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Once I have one, I can't stop. Right. And I'd be like in the back of the... Because I didn't want people to see me because I was embarrassed. Yeah. I'd be down in little vodkas. I'd plan my life around alcohol. Right. This is quite sad. Mm. So, like, I was once outside waiting for Bruce Willis. Um, as you do. As you do. That's <laughs> yeah. Bruce, hurry up, mate. Come on. <laughs> There's only so many times you can pour curry on your head and go... No, no, no. I had three lives. So if I mucked it up three times, I'd be taken off the television. Hello guys and welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Hour. Uh, Stevie's here. Always here. How are you? Not too bad, how are you? I'm very good. I'm all the better for seeing the face of our lovely guest. It's uh, Tubes. How you doing, Tubes? I'm good, guys. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. Thanks Excellent. for coming on. The oh, thanks, man, thanks the, for having me. the legend, the guy from uh, Soccer AM and, and many other escapades, I guess. But ma- mainly Soccer AM, I think that'd be fair to say. Yeah. How did, how did uh, we'll jump straight into it. How did, how did that come to be? Uh, when I was at school. Yeah. Um, did a week's work experience. It was back in the day when no one really knew Soccer M, but because I love football so much, yeah. they went, oh, you're on a... I, I used to watch it. Yeah. So they went, oh, you're doing a week with uh, Soccer M. And I was like, yes. So what, was like, that just random? Yeah, random. <laughs> but, like, I thought I'd be like make, just going making teas or something, yeah. or working on darts or cricket. Yeah. They went, you're on Soccer M. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I walked in and I was like, well, that's Sheephead. That's Tim Lovejoy. That's Fenner's. And I was like, I was like starstruck. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And they basically never left. <laughs> that's Matt what you were 16 uh, six, uh, 15 15 um, what kind of what fucking work experience <laughs> is sending you to soccer air? I don't oh, mind I in a news agents yeah yeah and it was shit yeah. <laughs> who does it in a news agents I thought that was the norm Tubes <laughs> is here telling me that he's fucking working for Sky soccer AM and it is all thanks to Martin Tyler you know the commentator the legendary commentator <laughs> yeah. yeah he sorted it because my mum used to teach my mum used to teach his kid at school that is the weirdest way of knowing someone <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow. What did you do in a news agent? This is fantastic. I was I was actually just working behind the counter, but like just serving people. But I, I like that he's genuinely interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that must have been fun. Yeah, you've had the biggest guest in the world on, and I had to tell a guy, no, we don't sell condoms. Yeah, but look at you. <laughs> You're absolutely smashing it now. He's done you well. Yeah, it was all because of that. No, it was all because of Clive Tinsley, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so on Soccer AM, you yeah. were because obviously you still work there now. Yeah. But when you started, you was like, um, you you was you was a bit of a sillier character, wasn't you? Oh, I was a massively sillier yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> but you you still go by your, your character name Tubes now. Yeah, for a 37 year old, I don't know if that's cool, is it? <laughs> <laughs> How did tubes come about? Tubes. Well, so I started doing work experience at 16, worked for free for four years. Every Saturday I'd come in, make teas and stuff. Mm. And like one, it was a Saturday during the season and Rocket, you know, little Rocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's fucked off on holiday. Right. And you don't do that during the season at Soccer Am. Right. Lovejoy was fuming. Yeah. Rocket was like, oh, I'm going out. <laughs> <laughs> Going skiing, Tim. He's like, oh, are you now? And he used to be a little character called Lobster Boy. Who'd bring the so <laughs> Such a weird yeah. show. He used to be called Lobster Boy, so he'd come out dressed as a lobster. Like, lobster, lobster, fish, fish, like that. <laughs> like you do. And, and bring the balls out, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, uh, so he's gone, off, he's gone off skiing. So they've come to me. They said, uh, I don't know, they said Peter, because I wasn't called Tubes at the time. Mm. Peter, come upstairs, we've got an idea. Because I was working in the sport library. Right. And I didn't join Soccer M straight away. Yeah. So I've gone upstairs. Tim's gone, come over here. He goes, um, how do you fancy bringing the balls out uh, at the end, end game? 
I went, yeah, that sounds good. He goes, yeah, you're going to be Peter the test tube baby. <laughs> I looked at him. <laughs> Honestly, I just looked at him. I was like, you what? He went, yeah, so um, you've got to wear a nappy. <laughs> I was like, I looked at him, I was like, I was expecting Jeremy Beadle to walk out and go, ah, I got you. Yeah. He's like, you got to wear a nappy. Um, tell you what, have a can of beer. Ironic, really, I turned into an alcoholic. That <laughs> <laughs> drove you to it. Yeah. Right? Um, a fake cigarette. And then he says, what we're going to do is we're going to play the conga music. So you're going to come out, we're going to go, Peter, the chest, you baby. On comes the conga music. And then you come out, spraying the beer with the fake cigarette and just bring the balls out. <laughs> Was Soccer AM trying to be like the English version of Saturday Night Live? Just yeah, these really probably. weird sketches. So anyway, it gets worse. It's November and it's oh. freezing. So I'm like that. I'm drinking the beer, just trying to warm up. Yeah. Oh, this is all right. This is a good gig, drinking on the job. <laughs> and out comes the conga music. So I've just come up like that, absolutely freezing nitmix. <laughs> Flying out. And everyone's gone, this is genius. So I did it for like four years. <laughs> How do I not remember this? No, because the first memories I have of seeing you on there, because I, I used to watch Soccer AM every single yeah. Saturday. That was like, much like everyone in our generation. Yeah, a staple 100%. piece of like, yeah. our like, childhood and teenage years. But I remember you coming out and doing the one question yeah. thing. So was that like the next evolution <laughs> yeah, of it? So I got out the nappy and got into rap. <laughs> um, but no, uh, after four years of coming out, getting like you know, doing the conga music, whatever, Tim was like, this is a bit shit, isn't it? I said, yeah, it was about three and a half years ago. <laughs> he was like, no, but there's something in you. There's something in you. You should be on television. I'm like, I, I don't understand. Like, he was like, I can see something in you. I was like, well, and I was like proper shy. Yeah. And so I thought, he was like, I've got it. You've got one question, one question only. I was like, well, what's, what's that? He goes, you're just going to come on live. You can do whatever you want, but you can ask one question, one question only. Oh, no, I'll proper shit myself. So what, that wasn't, so, because when you come on, I thought it was all like a big act, like you're the big shy guy. Like, because you, you, that was what was funny about it, wasn't it? That you yeah. were clearly shitting yourself. Yeah, and but, I was trying to be a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, 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 you was genuinely shy then? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who were some of the people that you had to come on and ask one, one question well, the, to? The first one, and Tim, Tim said, you've got three lives. He says, if you muck it up three times, you're off. You, right. You know, I was like, oh, okay. So I was bricking myself, like, so I walked on. Do you remember Frank Worthington? No, no. So Frank Worthington, like, I think he's, he's not dead, but yeah, <laughs> he was on. He was the guest, the first guest I did it to. I just walked on, like sweating up. Yeah. Like, and I went, uh, "Do you score more on or off the pitch?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like so they're just like that. He went uh, on the pitch. Went, <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. See ya. <laughs> Tim, went, Tim went like that. He goes. Two lives left. <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking back on all of those, it was like you'd come out and you'd do like a random rap. Yeah, this is... And then I, I remember seeing, I'm trying to think of like The Rock. He did it to The Rock. Oh, yeah. just cricket, yeah. And then he just goes, is that what I'm meant to be answering? Yeah. <laughs> and then you obviously ask the question, but like so many people. It all, it all came about on the second question because I had two lives left. So mm. I come from like, sorry. You know what I mean? It's quite well to do. Yeah. But like... In my school, they were like white kids, right? Speaking to me like, "You're right, Pete." And I was like, "You live in Effingham, which is really like well to do. Why are you speaking like you're yeah. on the street?" Yeah. So I thought if I take that character, yeah, and go on the camera on, and do the second question like that, and just so I gave it a go. Yeah. I just rocked up and went, "I'll big yourself up, rude boy. You're coming on fresh, you know." <laughs> Everyone was like, "That's better," and then it just spiraled into me trying. To oh, so up. so did you get you got three questions per show? No, no, no. I had three lives, so if I mucked it up three times, I'd be taken off the television. Oh, yeah. So that segment would be no more. <gasps> That's a lot of pressure to give a youngster, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell! Fuck it. And, and now he lasted. So yeah, 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 managed yeah. To I'm on the happy hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but when because now you still you still do the um, YouTube interviews and stuff like that. With footballers, is that right? Yeah, yeah, on the show I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you're more sort of normal now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has that been hard making that transition? Like, uh, not really. No, I don't think Jack. Is it? Go on. Sorry. I got to an age. I mean, I was like, I was rapping for. Well, trying. I wasn't rapping. I was trying to rap for so many times. I, I personally believe it would got a bit shit. Right. Because I do it every single show, and then yeah. I do the junkets. 
I love the junkets. Yeah. With the big film stars. Yeah. But when I got to 30, 31, 32, I think it was, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Because you can't carry on doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was running out of lyrics as well. And there's only so many times you can pour, <laughs> can pour curry on your head and go... And all that. <laughs> so I thought... I was like, and I've always loved football, so I thought, let's try and make it, make a step into being a bit more serious. Yeah, so, fair. No, it's working. I, it's working. I, I, I love, oh, thank you, mate. How, who, who is some, who's some of the biggest names you've you've interviewed? Do you know what? Some big names actually, like Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Den- Mad, Denzel Washington, <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, Colin Farrell. Wow. Who hasn't he interviewed? Yeah, yeah that's probably a quicker question. Uh, yeah, it's been some really good ones because. It was nice because the film companies like would actually ask for me to go and they'd place me in the middle in the, in the, in the sort of plan. Yeah. Because these guys have got to sit in a hotel room mm. and then BBC will come in, ITV will come in, mm. Sky News will come in and they ask the same question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But because they're on different channels, they've got to answer it differently. Yeah. And not get bored. Yeah. Well, they get bored, but not show that they're bored. Yeah. Yeah. I come in going, can you do that? Like, <laughs> And then they're like, oh, this is all right. It must have actually been refreshing That's for him. I mean. yeah. They'd asked me to, to go back. And... Did you kind of get enough time with them for them to see that you're not like that constantly? So you'd go in, act normal, well, and I, then go I, into I, it? I've done, a, I done a, a couple of them press junkets, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but I had far, literally, I think I was given six minutes, um, and I had 30 seconds to say hello, five minutes to do the thing, and 30 seconds to leave. It's ridiculous. It's conveyor belt, isn't it? It's, it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Like, how how much these guys are looked after. Like you could like you do it, you start the interview and then they come behind you, don't they? They're like Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Yeah, I can see you, but we're we're having a conversation. You don't just stop halfway through. Yeah. And the and the is it Bruce Willis, whoever, they don't yeah. they don't go, Yeah, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. You've got some dickhead going, Time is up. You're like, get out of the shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you? Did you have any really? Because first press junket I ever done, I've got. I had a couple of bad, bad experiences because I was quite nervous. Like, ha, have you ever had any bad experiences? Yeah. 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 What is what of your own bad performance or the guest being a bit of a dick? Well, one. Well, one. Well, there's two. I'd say that. I'd say really. Sh- that, that one was really cringy. It was Steve Coogan. Right. Okay. Who I love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't. <laughs> How was he bad? He's really horrible to. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so I walked in. I was like, Steve Coogan, it's me a right laugh. So as I've walked in, it's always the sort of the, the same cameraman, isn't it? You've mm. been to the same junkets. Yeah. It's a company, does it? Yeah. But it's one camera there, one camera there. And so I've walked in, and I've recognised the cameraman behind Steve. He's gone. No. I went. Oh God. So I was like, Steve, good, good to meet you. He's like, yeah. Didn't, Wait, didn't shake my hand. Wow. I was like, oh, no. I was Yeah. I was like, so I've done a rap, yeah. yeah. And he just looked at me. He's just gone. What? Just looked into the... He ca- just looked at me. Like that. Just stared at you. It's like, you, absolutely. Surely he knew what was going to happen. No. Like, do, they, like, do they not get briefed? Not, not all the time. Really? Yeah, they did before. Like, some of them have. Wow. And he looked at me like that. Oh. And, and I was like, so I'm like... I'm like this is quite good for television because it's fucking awkward. Yeah, yeah. So we're just looking at each other like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't hold this for much longer because he's proper rage boat. He's like, (laughs) anyway, uh, you're a top man. He's like, yeah. I went, so um, apart from yourself, obviously, who's the funniest man in the world? He went, not you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, yep, I'm fully aware of that. You made that pretty clear. <laughs> and he went, no. Ricky Gervais. I went, okay, thanks, Steve. See ya. But I went to shake his hand. He was like, wow. I feel like we've just lost a bit of pride for Norwich. Yeah, well, he's not actually from Norwich. No, Fuck him. <laughs> Alan Partridge. Yeah, I know, yeah. Because we, we have that mural of Steve Coogan painted on the wall and that, because yeah. he set obviously set his thing in, in Sprouston. That's a bit like my one, though, because the first one I ever did was for Ted, um, the animated yeah. thing. So I had to do Amanda Seyfried, Mark Wahlberg, and Seth MacFarlane in the same day, yeah. and, uh, and, and uh, Jessica Bath. So I... And obviously, as you said, I mean, you're in the room with all the other people, um, like BBC, ITV, and all that stuff. And Freddie Flintoff was there as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I got ch- I got chatting to him, and we we were um, 
we were sat outside. We both got called at the, t- the same time. So I was, I was sat there chatting to Freddie. I was like, I'm a bit fucking nervous. He didn't really care. He's obviously a celebrity himself. So this was when I was uh, like very much back in the day. So I went in and I uh, said to Mark, because I was thinking, I hope I get Seth first, because I think Seth's going to be the soundest, I think, maybe. Luckily, I didn't because I sort of get all my nerves out. So I went in with M- Mark Wahlberg and I was like, fuck me. I've, uh, the best person I've interviewed, no disrespect to it, but was Leona Lewis up until that point. Yeah, yeah. So to go from that to, to wow. Mark Wahlberg, I was like, wow, like this is incredible. And I went in and because um, you have the 30 seconds before, then the five minutes on camera. I quickly sh- um, shook his hand. He shook my hand back and then the cameras went on and I went... Right, Mark, nice to meet you. And I leant in to shake, shake his hand. And he just he just stopped and then looked directly into the lens and went, but we already shook hands already. And I was like, okay, uh, but oh, it's obviously, like I was like, it's obviously for the thing. But so I just went, okay. And then I start getting all nervous because I'm like, oh, this is going to be shit. And I accidentally mispronounced his name just because I was nervous. So I said, Mark Wahlberg just Warburg, and and then he went it's it's Wahlberg and I went I, I just got it wrong and then he went it's okay it's okay and then he just didn't look at me anymore and I was like oh god you know when so, if someone had gone no it's alright carry on you'd think oh that's genuine but it was almost like it's okay I just have to sit through this shit interview and then it was a shit interview and I didn't perform very well it, obviously I put it up on YouTube but it is it's cringy <laughs> still but, need the views yeah but it was lucky because I there's then there's no need for that is there no it was a bit it made it awkward so then I went and after that I, I did Amanda Seyfried and she was really fucking lovely really nice and because obviously I don't know if you know this but she's got a tattoo on her foot that just says the word men like she just had a bet with someone that she would do it and my, yeah, <laughs> yeah so my mates had to basically my ba- mate said to me you cannot go in an interview with Amanda Seyfried and not ask her can I see your minge so I sat there and I was like my first interview with Mark Wahlberg has been so shit fuck it I'm just going to do it so my, f- my first quest- question I looked at her in the eye and I said Amanda obviously my first question is uh can I see your minge like that? And you just see this camera guy behind the camera just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy just said, and then she stopped and went, oh yeah. And then she got her foot and put it in the thing. And it was just oh, like, yeah, it worked so well. And then luckily I got all the nerves out. And the last one was um, McFarlane. That was all right. all right. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Absolute legend. Yeah. And it was good because I, cause I'd got to that point, I'd got all the nerves out. I think I, that was probably the better one of the day. Yeah. And we just asked, as you do, like sillier questions and stuff. And he actually said, I wish more, more interviews were like that. So that's all you, that's yeah. all you want. Really? That's all you want. Who, who's, who's probably been not necessarily the biggest guest that you've had to do, but which one was you actually surprised at how well it went or how lovely they were? Uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah? Yeah. Really? You mentioned a minute ago, you said when you sit in that room. Yeah. You know, and they're all like, well, I used to turn up in like Asda t shirt, <laughs> like Converse. Yeah. And they're all in suits, aren't they? Yeah. And they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah. Me and Denzel go way back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. They are literally <laughs> yeah. like that. If yeah. You don't know Denzel Washington. He doesn't know you. You've met him three times in a junket. Let's, yeah. You know, they're like, oh, he's such a character, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I walked into the Denzel Washington one, into the, uh, the holding room. And they've, like, they've looked at me. Like, Are you here to do Denzel? I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to come and sit in here for a while. <laughs> just walked in the yeah. wrong room. Yeah. I mean, they were like, he will hate you. No. I was like, okay. He was like, he's, he, 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 he won't get it. He won't get it. I was like, oh, well, that, that could be quite funny then. I went, no, it won't be funny. <laughs> Who is this selling you this? Yeah. Just some guy that works. Some random from Sunrise. His wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. So I was like, oh my god, it sounds like hard work. And Denzel Washington has got a reputation where he can be either lovely or just uh, just a bit of a wanker. Right. But he does it for a lot. Like. Yeah. So I've gone uh, tubes. You're up next, and you remember you just set out the room outside the room. Yeah. Then you went for the next one like yeah. a naughty school kid. Like yeah. That. And then you hear the door open. You're like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> So I've walked in and he's just sat there like an absolute don. Mm. You know what I mean? He's a dude, isn't he? Yeah. And um, I've gone. And none of them, none of them like pre warned him what was going on. So I was like, this could be good or really awkward. Yeah. So I've I've got, got, uh, your top man, you are Den. I've been rapping since I was 10. (laughs) All rapping for life, not just for Christmas. (laughs) And he's just looked at me. And I was like, is he going to just do one? Is he going to flip and just go get out? Yeah. So anyway, it just stares and stares on like that. And then it just, it was just turned into a brilliant interview. Really? And I was like, oh, he's brilliant. Like, and he, at the end he was like, that was wicked, man. That was wicked. And he's got me in a headlock. <laughs> and walked me through the corridor, past the press room. They're like, 
oh, they did bloody like him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it just walked me through, and he's going, Tubes, don't fuck with Tubes. <laughs> Like, that sounds like the most surreal moment. It was yeah. bizarre. Yeah, and like you just saw their faces. Yeah, like all the uh, uh, you know. Work, you must um, have loved that though. Oh, just like that. Yeah, don't fuck me too. Oh, that's incredible. That was good. That reminds me when I going back to the Mark Wahlberg one because it was the first one I'd done. I really wanted just to have as much time as possible to get get good, basically, and. um as you said, there was the person behind the camera saying, wrap it up, wrap it up. So I was like, oh, fuck's sake. So I, I came out and um, Freddie was sat there. He was next in. So uh, he he went in um, and I, I was, I, if I had more time, I'd have gone, he's, he's a bit of a prick, this guy. And um, Freddie went in, <laughs> two minutes later, he come out and I went, you've only been in there two minutes. He went, yeah, he's a fucking knobhead and just walked off. <laughs> Yeah, so fair enough. <laughs> but you could tell that he'd obviously been in that game for way yeah, too well, long. Well, you can tell us the type of thing he'd do anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a fucking knobhead. If you, if, but they are, they're, they're so spoilt. Yeah. They're so spoilt. I swear to God, I was once outside waiting for Bruce Willis. Um, as you do. As you do. That's <laughs> <how it's laughs> Bruce, hurry up, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I'm sitting outside like, the naughty school kid. Like, and the door's opened and three the three blokes have run out. And I'm like, oh, well, like Bruce must, there must be something bad's happened to yeah. Brucey boy. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that? They're like, he's hungry. He's hungry. Oh. I'm like, what? You, you're pelting down the hotel corridor like, oh, in a panic because he wants a burger. Oh. No wonder they get like that sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean, let it go to the head too oh, easy. Too e- I've seen people act like that about YouTubers for fuck's sake. And I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they come across arrogant bastards. But I just hate it when they don't put my salsa on. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, um, you, I remember when we, I just WhatsApped you on the way up. You said there was, um, you had two bad ones. Who was the other bad one? Uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses. Oh, really? Yeah. But to be fair, he apologised. Did he? And it was a mad, mad story. So they said, do you want to come and do one question, one question, I need to slash from Guns N' Roses. And I love Guns N' Roses. Mm. I was like, yeah. They were like, he's opening a guitar store in Epsom. I went, oh, times must be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's he doing that for? So anyway, there was, there was the rumours that he didn't want to do press. But the, the, the store owner, who obviously wanted it plugged on Soccer AM, it's like, just come down. It's only one question. So, on the way to the interview, I've stopped and bought that ready, you know, that ready-made mash you can do. So, I've, literally, I've got black tracksuits up on. I've bought loads of mashed potato, put it all in my pockets. <laughs> but slash, and he's got this entourage. Honestly, absolute meatheads. And uh, so he's walked up. And you could say he's not in a good mood. He looks knackered. I don't know what. He probably didn't want to be open in a guitar shop in Epsom. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But then I've done this rap. I said, uh, you're top man. You are slash. Some like roasted, but I prefer mash. And I've got the mashed potato in my pocket and just slapped it in my face. <laughs> and, and slash is just like literally looked at me. He's like, that's a rap. And just stormed off. And as he, go, as he stormed off, all his meatheads come over. I've also bought a dustpan and brush because I didn't want to ruin the new shop. So I'm down on the floor going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm just like putting all the, the mashing <laughs> and dustpan and brush. And they're all over me going, get out, get out, get out. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, I was being intimidated because yeah. they were absolute meatheads. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. So I literally, I got all the mash up <laughs> and just done one. And um, so anyway, the following, the following Monday after the Saturday show, it went out. To be fair, he gave me a line or, to, line or so yeah. to answer the question, but then did one. Yeah. So on the Monday, uh, Helen Chamberlain found out. She's like, this is really weird. Um, some of slash, some, one of Slash people is after your number. I'm like, oh, no. Because so I was getting like hate mail because he didn't end up doing the, the press. All the people were writing outside. Oh, no way. I was, I was gutted about it. Yeah. So I got, I got, they said, come down and do it. I wouldn't have gate crashed yet. Mm. No. So I was getting loads because it made the Sun newspaper that he stormed out. Really? What? And did they name you in the Sun? Yeah. <laughs> but as in, like, he did an interview and it didn't, re- it didn't go too well. Yeah. They didn't say he, that's the reason he didn't meet, do the meet and greet. Yeah. But anyway, I was getting sort of like some people emailing soccer and going, he's a little dickhead. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I was like, so anyway, Helen goes, 
one of his people wants your number. I was like, really? Oh, I answered it. I don't know. He's like, is that tubes? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, it's Slash. I went, I put the phone down. <laughs> oh, like, no. Of course it's not fucking Slash. <laughs> yeah. The one who just walks out on me. Yeah. Phone rings back. Sorry, the phone rings again. I pick it up. I'm like, hello? I'm just like, I need another Cronenberg. I don't know what's going on. And he's got, he's like, Tubes, it, it's, I can't do an American accent, by the way. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, Tubes, it is Slash. And I was like, this sounds like him. And I was like, oh, hello, mate. All right. He's like, yeah, just want to apologize for basically being an ass and storming off. He goes, I've actually watched all your stuff on the way back on the plane. And I love it. Wow. And I was, he was like, and I'm really, I, goes, I told my people, no, no media. And then they put me in front of you, who's chucking mashed potato all over the place. Yeah. He goes, but I want to apologize for my behavior and keep up the good work. I was like, wow. Jesus, that's, yeah, that's nice. He yeah. rescinded it then. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, no, fair play. What made you want to throw mash in your face? <laughs> Is it just because of the lyrics yeah. of the rap? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a rapper, aren't I? <laughs> and that's what they do. Yeah, and it, it rhymes with mash slash slash. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's genius. Uh, it's genius. Yeah, yeah. Eminem missed the trick there. <laughs> it was either that or just give him a rash. Yeah. <laughs> he he wouldn't like that yeah. either. Who's if you could pick three people to interview that you haven't met? And obviously the the list must be narrow now, but who who would you go for? Oh, wow, great question. Have you done Beckham? No. He'd be good. Yeah, be very good, good yeah. Um, Have you ever done anything with Gervais? No, I'd love to meet him. Yeah. He's your mate, isn't he? <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's, he's come on the show a few yeah, times he's, he's together, yeah he's, 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 a, he's a lovely because much like you with Coogan uh, yeah. obviously I've told this story a few times to so apologise to the listeners but because he was my idol people always said never never meet your idols yeah. but I met him and he's a fucking legend absolute sound guy I think out of all of the celebrities I've had the fortune of or misfortune of me and he is by far the soundest and he's the most successful so you would think that it would yeah. do you know what I mean who's the worst you know? um, the Wahlberg was a bit awkward uh, who was the worst oh god throwing me under the bus there <laughs> um, don't know I might have to come back to you on that yeah yeah. there's been a few there's been a few it's funny though because when I'd done Leona Lewis I went in with 10 questions and her agent grabbed them, grabbed them before I went in and just went nope Nope, nope. And crossed nine of them out when you can't ask them. And because I was young and naive, I went, okay, no worries. And then I just went in there and just asked them anyway because I was like, I don't, I don't have any other ones. So I'm just going to ask them. And if I get thrown out, and Leona Lewis just answered all 10 of them yeah. as if they were nothing. That's, that's them being looked after, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's being babied. And no, that's, that's an agent trying to warrant his, his fee. Yeah. So that, 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 that. If you ask Leona Lewis, she'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. This. Yeah. Have you, have you done Hector Bellerin? Yeah, he's yeah. a lovely guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a lovely guy. guy. I really like him. What do you th- what do you think makes a, uh, a good interview? Just talking like we are talking now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a pub chat. Yeah. Like some people go into an interview with a piece of paper and stop, start, stop, start, and go. Oh, I'm, I'm, mm. That's not an interview. No. That's just firing questions at people. Just talking about anything that crops up. Yeah. So do what? So do you? Obviously, you plan the questions. You're gonna. I write all the questions. But but you do. You, but I never take them in with me. Do you not? So I, on the way, like if I'm on a train or I'm, I get there a bit early and I memorise them. Right. So I look at all the questions. Yeah. I don't really have questions though. I have points. Right. So like I write five things down that I want to cover, and then I'll make sure I cover all those five points. But whatever comes mm. with it, yeah, we could go off for a tangent. Could be talk about anything. Yeah. I think that makes a good interview. You just chat. Take the best bits. Yeah, I really liked the one you did recently with Declan Rice. Oh, he's legend. That was good, yeah. I love him. What a yeah. player, by the way. Oh, fucking hero. I love him. He's my, he's, <laughs> you, you are he's, the he's biggest fan at the yeah. moment, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely my favourite player around at the minute. But he seemed like he was up for a good crowd. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's, brilliant. he's, from, he's from around my way. Yeah. I know his um, cousin quite well. Oh, yeah. He's brilliant. Decent. What a player. Yeah, he's quality. And the, buzz, the b- bizarre thing, though, he hadn't scored for 55 no, uh, yeah. games. I said, you've got to do this celebration... Declan Rice, Rice, baby. Yeah. He scores. He's, he's, bottled, he's bottled the celebration. Yeah. I told him yeah. to go. Did, did, did you speak to him about bottling it? Or? Yeah, he, he actually did me a message for West Ham TV going, sorry, Chiefs, I couldn't do that. I was like, I did not expect you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Rice, baby.
Welcome back to the Happy Hour podcast. I'm still here with Stevie. You are indeed. How are you? you still all right? I'm still all right, surprisingly. <laughs> Good up, boy. It's warm in here, isn't it? It is very hot. And still here with Tubes, or Tubes the test tube baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tubes, you, your your channel's launching um, today, tomorrow, around about now. Um, how come you want to be in, get involved in this? I just, just fancy a bit of the YouTube action. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching it. I just, I just thought, do you know what? Mm. I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. And I wanted to do something different. Obviously, I do the interviews on Soccer M. Yeah. So, because you are, you are all over YouTube, but you're, yeah, but that's it's not your stuff, is it? It's not my stuff. No. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's the stuff that goes on the television, they just put it on YouTube. Right. So yeah, because that's original. how I actually watch it now. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's not original content. No, but you're obviously a natural when it comes to that kind of stuff because you've been there and done that. So what? Yeah, what? What? What's your channel? What's it going to be? It's actually called YouTube's <laughs> Smart Genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to crack it. <laughs> no, it's um, it's a sort of mixture of like golf, like fun games, like there's with a bucket challenge. We've got, me and the guest have got like a minute. Um, to catch it in a metal bucket, which is bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Catch me if you can, where you go right down the end of the driving range, baseball hat on, baseball mitt, and the say Jimmy Bullard did it last week, John Terry's done it, got Peter Crouch doing it, and they just zing a ball 200 yards, and I've got to try and catch it. Quite dangerous, but quite fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought when I was, I was like, yeah, yeah um, you're going to lose an eye. And then it was... Literally supposed to be just me doing it, catching them. But John Terry's like, Mark Geezer, I'm having a go at that, man. <laughs> and he's just gone down. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm just singing balls. And he's like, come on straight. So it's a lot of fun. And yeah. um, then we do like a long form, like a four-hole challenge. Right. Uh, where we just walk and talk. Yeah. Um, I want to get you on. Yeah, both yeah, you buck, both bucket challenge against each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. you gonna stand a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so there's that uh, par three challenge where whoever loses has to do a forfeit. So are they all golf related then? Well, there's a golf section of it. Yeah, and then there's uh, for the the people who don't like golf. Mm. Uh, there's I've come up with this interview called Thoughts, right? Which I did with Jermaine Defoe the other day. I was like, what's your thoughts on Sunday morning cyclists? And he just went into one. He's Did like, he? What, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, why are they all grouped up? <laughs> That's a good point. That is a it's good brilliant. Point. And I said, exactly. On Saturdays, they're all on a straight line. Sundays, they're just all over the road. He's like, yeah, I don't get it. And then I said, what do you think of like, uh, traffic wardens? He was like, you get out of your car and they're just there. It's like, where do they come from? <laughs> and then, then we'll talk about something serious. It's just a, it's just a laugh. Yeah. Um, then we've got the two-touch challenge. Yeah. So it's basically football, golf. With it's football and golf, with a bit of fun mixed in. Yeah, that sounds and, good. And sit down interviews. And that's YouTube's, is it? YouTube's. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, who's who's some guests you've had on? You, uh, you've named a few there, but we've had Frank Lampard, Didier Drogba, <sighs> John Terry. Your wow. mate, your mate Declan Rice did it the other day. Did he? We did thoughts with Declan Rice. Yeah, and I said, "What's your thoughts on one of the players from West Ham being in WWF wrestling?" Guess who he said? Oh, I reckon maybe Carol. I was going to say Carol. <laughs> he goes, Undertaker, innit? <laughs> he was like, Undertaker. He came to just as one of the parties as the Undertaker. And like, I was like, oh, really? And he just goes into all this and he's like, yeah, this is good. So yeah, he's done it. Uh, who else? It's quite nice to see that side of footballers. Yeah, right, see. Just, I think that's what you're good different. at, though. You're it's good at bringing out that side. It's finding about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're good at bringing out that football. that 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 real side of people because oh, you do, you do just sit down and it's just like a chat, which which is good. Are these are these like obviously these are contacts you made from back in the day? Yeah, are they just pals of yours now then? Uh, I was, I feel like he wants to say yes. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You can you can you can yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you and JT, you and Frankie Lamps. Yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> John. You know what I mean? <laughs> is is that is that a bit surreal for you? Yeah, massively. Because you're a Chelsea fan, aren't you? Yeah. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? it? It's quite a good thing to be able to go into YouTube and do what you do and already know that you're not going to struggle for guests because obviously what you're doing is heavily reliant on having someone there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you've got everything you need really to just get it going and go for it straight off. Yeah, but I, I need your guys' advice. I don't know if it's the same sort of audience. I don't, I could get there and John Terry could go who's got four point, I don't know how many Instagram followers. Yeah. Go and watch this. 
I don't. Does what's the demographic of it? Uh, I, 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 th- I think there'll be there'll be a crossover because it's not like you're necessarily doing anything that you haven't done before. So people watch you. They don't necessarily watch just you for you. They watch you and the guest, and they oh, like cool. the report uh, between both of you. Yeah. So I think you, you're just bringing that to your channel, and, it, and it's bound to be fun. And and obviously, I've just seen a clip of your your, your video out there, which looks good because it it remi- it's, it's just like a, a soccer AM challenge, really, just brought over into your own style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and golf. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I don't I don't necessarily know much about. About the the golf scene on YouTube, um, I know one of my friends, Seb. Um, Seb, does, Seb on golf. Yeah, Spencer's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does golf content. I don't know. Again, I'm just sort of guessing here, but I don't know if, if there's a huge market for for golf um, on YouTube. It doesn't but, necessarily have to rely around that though. Does no, it? that's like, what I'm thinking. That's what that was my thinking behind it. Like, if you've got John Terry running around, it's like, not really golf, is it's it? Not really like, golf. It sounds yeah. a bit like um, a league of our own did a challenge with stuff red like, nap doing it's, it's like golf a, stuff arcade and, version yeah of it's just like yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it's just it, a challenge really isn't and, it and you you can bring out the fun side of that rather than be too corporate about golf and like, stuff like that i doubt heavy golf fans are gonna go to that thinking ah oh, this is exactly what i wanted on youtube <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be people for the football and, and yeah. looking for a golf tutorial <laughs> there's john terry with a bucket on his head trying to head ball sounds about right <laughs> Right. So uh, no, I'm lucky to you know have people that have helped me out yeah. doing it. So no, that's crazy. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, Fair I'm play. really, really buzzing about it. Have, have you got any like? Have, do you, are these people that you you just work with on screen, or do do you ever hang out like usually like in day to day life? You ever hang out with anyone cool? Found yourself in a mad position, or I'm here with you two. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Best position to be in. Well, yeah. this is still on screen, really. So. <laughs> um, no, not really. No, no. Well, yeah. In the summer, I play golf with. Crouchy, yeah, and, and John Terry, yeah. Um, but but I, I don't go to the house for dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But I, I guess you're kind of like you can vouch that footballers aren't all doom and gloom how they're portrayed in the media. No, and not at all. Not I, I love I, I love the fact that the England squad this year, like the way they had free reign of their own Twitter accounts. Like yeah. that sounds like such a nothing thing to praise, but we're so used to this sort of kind of like media trained corporate energy that they push out. That the, the fact that Southgate was like, we want you to be more in touch with the fans now. Just go out there and tweet whatever you want. You had Kyle Walker tweeting memes, Jordan Pickford, yeah. like all them people. Harry, Harry Maguire, Maguire. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. You... The weird thing I think growing up in our kind of when we were huge into football as kids, yeah. I think footballers were always always fairly portrayed as quite dull no matter what like they, they were very distant weren't yeah, they because they didn't get to kind of be themselves anywhere until mm. something like soccer am yeah, exactly. mm. they're not allowed to no. and now like but now it's doing the opposite anytime lingard posts something everyone's like oh what's he doing that for why can't he just focus on football it's you like can't, you can't, can't win like no. there's no you can, people and, I, and i'm the same so i'm not putting myself out of that category but people love to hate football because footballers because football is the greatest soap opera on the planet i think yeah. so if there's anyone playing for another like don't get me wrong I'm very fickle as every football footballer fan is fickle I think if your manager's doing great you love him if he loses four games on the bounce you want him out and that's the same with me with Lingard like I love him as a footballer I think he's incredible and he's one of the best players that England have and during the World Cup I love him and then when I see him dab for Man United I'm like oh he's a twat but that's because you don't support United exactly that's that's where your issue lies that's why we're fickle do we really hate these players no we don't they're doing the dreams they're doing the the job we dreamed that we have yeah it's the best job in the world but no matter what like someone like Sterling who may not play perfect for England I then love, has a great season for City I love Sterling the by the way I love Sterling he is such a nice person yeah he honestly I've met him loads of times yeah like, I speak to him like, and what's, um, what's happened yeah like, he's such a nice kid yeah and I can't believe and the media like, just doesn't allow it yeah it's, do you ever see that stuff you know when he finally broke and said this is bollocks yeah, yeah. some guy on Twitter did a big list of all the, the articles and it was like it's oh mental. my yeah yeah. It was horrendous. He comes across as such a nice lad. He is, mate. Yeah. He is. He's wicked. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just old fucking right-wing white men just sat in offices writing stories about people that are doing, again, jobs they dreamed that they would one day have, yeah. but they weren't good it's enough. It's jealousy, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, think, I think something like this is quite good. Like, you're perfect for this to be able to bring these footballers into a whole other level where mm. fans can see another side and yeah. actually kind of see that they're not dull, they're not 
bad people. Mm. They're just doing their job, mm. playing a sport, well, and yeah. people are jealous. I also paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, yeah. It's but, but no, it's not their fault. Definitely yeah. not their fault. This is weirdly, this is an argument I have with my nan a lot. Right? So, <laughs> oh, so, he argues yeah. with his nan yeah. often. My nan's like, oh, bloody footballers! I don't get why they why they get all that money. It's like, no, you won't get it, nan. But like, you, like she's like, oh, uh, nurses deserve that. Don't get me wrong, nurses definitely deserve more money, and that is not the yeah. point that I'm making here. But the fact that footballers get all this money is not just because someone decided they're worth that. It's because one, the people pay for that, and two, they sell fifty thousand shirts every yeah. month with your name on the back. I don't go and buy a like the guy that done um, my facial surgery. Like he's a hero now of mine, but I'm not going to go and get his name on the back. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Doctor Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he's now so pissed off at you. <laughs> No, that's it. But it's also, I think, when footballers seem like these closed away kind of like sort of enigmas, I think that's not really them to blame. It's the media teams around them that won't let them do it because yeah. I, I'm um, I'm f- friends with Jack Sullivan. So the, the his dad basically owns West Ham. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I spoke to Jack the other day and I was like, can you get any like West Ham players to come on my podcast? Like, I'd love it. And uh, just, to, just to hit, they know I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Anything that they say that they want edited out, I can do that. But he said that they probably just won't be allowed. Like I was saying, get Declan Rice and Snoddy on here. Like they're doing a lot of charity work for Isla at the moment. Yeah, who's, yeah. A, who's a yes. young uh, girl West Ham fan that's, yeah. that's ill. And I thought that's a great story to come on and tell. But well, because I can of... ask him for you. <laughs> Give him a text. <laughs> there we go. Don't worry about the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know West Ham are a good club to deal with? Are they? They are brilliant. Yeah. They are brilliant. A lot few clubs aren't. Yeah. Which I prefer not to name. Yeah. There's no need to. Yeah. But West Ham are fantastic. Really? Declan Rice would do it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Honestly, that'd be great. Like, there we go. <laughs> You're just like, yes, the dream. I was be like that. Declan, how are you, mate? <laughs> um, yeah, you're quite a handy footballer yourself, aren't you? I'm all, I'm all right. Because we played against each other when I played for, was it 1080 or Sporf? That was one or the other. Sporf. Sporf, there we go. And uh, I never, no no offence, but I didn't think you'd be, uh, not bad, but I don't, you, you don't I look, look in like the, the average I, I look in the mirror and go, you shouldn't be as good at football. <laughs> yeah, but you really are. And obviously, um, mutual friend of ours, Marcus Speller out there, said he used to play with you. Yeah, yeah. And he was singing your praise. Is he saying that he was uh, he used to sit on the bench for was that Leatherhead under yeah, 18 yeah, yeah, yeah. and you would you would always be uh, knocking about in the middle? Have you have you always? I guess you've always been naturally talented at football. Then uh, I've yeah yeah oh, that sounds well arrogant. No no, no 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 no, that was fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, um, I just played when I was younger in the garden with mm. Dad. Yeah, I'd just do kick ups, kick ups, kick ups, kick ups, and I'd just be in the garden all the time. Yeah, and yeah, when I was like sixteen, I was playing semi pro. Right. Um, but I was never quick enough. I wasn't dedicated. Right. Um, wasn't fit enough. Right. Uh, a little bit tubby. But everyone was like, mate, you should be like working hard. And I didn't. Then I found alcohol and it all went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, I'm all, yeah, I, I played to a good level, played for the county. Wow. Yeah. But I was never good enough to make it. No, like, but you've still got it in your locker though. Yeah, I can do kick-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. You mentioned um, the alcohol there. Yeah. When did you get into that? Whoa. 15, 14. That's quite young, isn't it? Yeah, and when I started, when I was dressed in the nappy doing the conga, I started getting recognised. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, because I used to walk through Commerce Street with the nappy going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I started, started getting recognised and I was so like n- nervous and shy. And then it was like to build up confidence. Mm. And then I got addicted to it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. Yeah, simple. and it caught up with me. Uh, 15, 16, I think, is this year, the sort of ages that people go drinking in the park and hooch, stuff like that. Hooch. Yeah, hooch, yeah. yeah. I, I, I still drink hooch. <laughs> Do you really? Is it still, is it still, still a about? thing. It's, still it's, it's like pure acid, but like... Yeah. It's, oh, I used to get some rascal ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I went for a stage of drinking a lot of hooch, lemon lemon ones, blackcurrant ones, stuff like that. My uncle had the same reaction. He couldn't believe that they were still about. But obviously, you drink in a park after school and then... Then you sort of get 18, 19, 20, you go out. I'm very much in a position where I go out quite a bit, party quite a bit. How do you, and this is going to seem like I'm putting myself in this situation now, I hope I'm not, but how did you realise that you're not just going out and having a good time? How did you realise, because there'll be a lot of people listening to this and watching this that go out and get on the piss quite a bit. When was it, when did it become apparent in your head that it was a problem and not a hobby? I think from an early age. But probably like 18, 19. Right. But I just I had it in the back of my head. Right. Because I was no way going to admit it. Right. No. And then Socrem started doing, bizarrely, I used to have a reputation for always getting drunk. Every week getting drunk. And then people were sending photos. And I, 
and it became a joke yeah. on the show. They were like, they used to do cardboard cutouts, bar tubes from your pub. Right. So, but, and there used to be a, a minute montage every week of like bar tubes in your pub and they'd like cardboard cut out of me outside the dog and duck in Ilford. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. And I knew. And then, so I basically, I'd plan my life around alcohol. Right. This is quite sad. Mm. So like I'd look at the Chelsea fixture list. I've got a season ticket. So I'd be like, yes, that's the drink. Like, I'd be looking at the times. So I, I was just trying to work out when I could like, what I should drink before like it was like I'd get Uber mm. up to Sanford Bridge mm. the first thing I'd do is I'd leave the studios I'd be so like buzzing yeah. you know what I mean it'd be like I can't wait I'd be so excited to get my hands on alcohol so I'd go and buy little vodkas and I'd be like in the back of the because I didn't want people to see me because I was embarrassed Yeah, I'd be down in little vodkas and then I'd have pints and I'd have pints and then I'd I just wouldn't remember anything I did. Yeah. And so that was getting bad and bad and bad. That was when I got to a stage where I was like, this this is not well. Right. And then dad died. And then for a year, I was pretty good. Dad died like five, six years ago. And then it got to a point where I was just binging, binging, binging. Daily? No. So what would happen is I'd have, like I said, I planned my life. So I'd go, I've got an interview there. So I won't drink the night before. The problem with me is once I have one, I can't stop. Right. And it got to the point where I was buying for the morning, the next morning. So I'd go smash it up for a couple of hours in a pub. I'd always make sure I had vodka with me. Yeah. And then I'd wake up. And what, I'd... even if you're going to the pub? Yeah. You'd have a bottle, of, like external bottle that you just took with you? In my sort of, yeah. Wow. It's so addictive because yeah. I was like, what am I going to do if I can't have any more beers? So I'd always have something, have something ready. Yeah. Yeah. And it got to a point where in the, the morning, I'd just go under my bed, get a couple of, I'd call them fuck me ups. Yeah. Because it put me back on a level. Yeah. Down them. And I'd be like, ah. but then they'd wear off and I'd be like, I need it, I need it. Yeah. So like, sometimes I was doing an edit. I'd be in edit, editing. And I'd just be like thinking of alcohol, thinking of alcohol. Wow. I was so addicted to it. And what, are you, are you, you're teetotal now, right? Yeah, yeah, two and a half years. Wow, congratulations on Thanks, that. Man. That's big, that. That's big. Do you, yeah, it's good. Do you, is it still a struggle now? No. Not at all? No. It, life changes a lot. Yeah. Because, because if you take away alcohol from someone who was doing what I was doing, yeah. you've got so many hours. Yeah. Free just that you don't have a hangover, so you're up early. At the first six months was hard. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to... What are you going to do if you don't drink? Mm. Especially in this country, because... It's a culture. It's a culture. Do you feel like you got support for it when it was all happening? Because obviously, as you, as you just said about like the cardboard cutouts and stuff, I feel like in society now, that would never happen. No. Like, I, know, I, I get that it's a joke, and obviously they weren't really doing anything wrong, but I, if that same kind of thing happened now, I, you could just see it like blowing up and people saying, oh, why aren't they trying to actually help rather than the, making a joke out no of one, it? Steve, no one really knew. No. That was, it was just, that was sort of, an indication of like I was a big drinker. Yeah. Because, you know, if they knew I had a problem, wow, they, they'd support me. Yeah. Like they did when I admitted Which that I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Fennis was like, right, come on, mate. Let's sort this out. No way would they. No, no. Yeah, but do you yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. I know what you're saying, but so, so no one really knew then. No. I think maybe you touched on it a bit there, but was there, when you stopped, obviously you just, you just hit, you just stop like one day. Yeah. What, what was there a trigger that made you stop? Was Yeah. What was that? Uh, so I did um, some gig in Manchester, I think it was. And I was, a lot of people, it ruined a lot of relationships, like uh, girlfriends and stuff. Mm. Because I'd be a liability. You yeah. know what I mean? So I was trying to come off it, but I didn't truly believe about doing it. I was just doing it to make my mum happy, my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. So, I did some gig and it was like, I can't remember, some company in Manchester. And they were like, do you want to come for a beer? I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't be drinking. I said, I'll go straight back to London. And I was like, yeah, go on then, have a quick one. That, that Obviously, I can't do quick ones. Yeah. So, I woke up in a hotel in Manchester I was like, right, I didn't buy my vodka. I didn't buy any of, like, yeah. my drinks. And I was like, I couldn't get into the bar. I was like, so, walk around, 
back towards the station, and there was a Weatherspoons, like a 24-hour one. You know the ones that opens at six in the morning? Yeah. I was like, get in there. Like, that's how bad it was. You know when you're, you're a kid and Christmas comes around, you're yeah. so excited to open your, your stocking? Yeah. I was getting that feeling. I was like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Yes, what, what? You know, so I went straight in there. Bang, 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 bang. The next thing I knew, I was in my mum's house in Cobham. And she was in tears. I was like, oh, what? I didn't even know. I was in Manchester, the last thing I knew. Yeah. I was like, oh. She was just in tears. She was like, do you know what happened tonight? I was like, no. She was like, I had to pick you up off Stoke Davenham um, train station on the platform in front of loads of people. From that day, I just went like, Wow, what, you didn't remember it? No, not at all. Fucking hell. So I got back from Manchester to Cobham. Wow. Just... You don't know how you done it? Uh-uh. Jesus Christ, that's a wake-up call, isn't it? It was during the day. Yeah, and that was two and a half years ago. Yeah. When you, when, do you, do you never crave a beer now then? No, not anymore. No. Can you, are you the kind of person that could go sit in the pub and not even be bothered by it? I could do. But you don't like to? I, I, it's not something I choose to do. No. But if you, you know, if you guys said we'll do the podcast in a pub, yeah, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, the you don't is, avoid it. No, 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 no. The problem is, is you can you can line say that's vodka. Mm. You could put like all of them in front of me, mm. and I wouldn't be like. Oh, oh, oh. The mm. problem is, if I went like that, and one drop that hit me, yeah, then I'd be like, right, let's go. Do you think you'd revert back? Oh, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Because when you see alcoholics um, sort of pictured in the media and stuff and in, in soaps and stuff, they almost act like it's so, like a, a crack that's just ready to open at any moment and stuff. So it's weird that you, you say that it's not really, but once you have that one, then it, then it all caves in yeah. sort of thing. Because yeah. they almost act like, like we just said, like if they just saw a pint, they're like, it has nah, to be mine. Nah, nah. 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 Well, it might be for other people. I yeah. can't comment on other alcoholics. Yeah. Fair. So when when you went teetotal, you did you did you go? Did you just stop the drinking, or did you start eating healthy and running? And, and well, I need like... an, I'm an addictive personality. Yeah. So I needed something to do. Yeah. So what did what did you do? So I went to the gym. Yeah. Uh, lost loads of weight. Yeah. And got ill. Yeah. So how you? What is this? The heart attack. Yeah. So that because I, it was weird because this happened what last Jan. Yeah. This is weird, yeah, because I um. I I watched your Instagram stories um, all the time. I uh, would just go through and I'd see tubes and you were doing a lot of uh, medicine ball stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Just always in the gym. So I'd just go through and, and watch. I remember vividly one of you um, doing keepy-ups on a bridge and then you head it over into someone who's in the yeah, water and then it comes brother. back. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. So I, I would just watch that. And no word of a lie, obviously we, we've we not met each other loads of times. Yeah. Like So you, you, you're you an acquaintance of mine, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think we'd met at just a few things, played football against each other. So I had no real reason to feel this. But I told Fiona this as well. You didn't post for a week because obviously you had a heart attack. But yeah. no one, no one, knew, well, people knew, but I didn't know. I wasn't close to you enough to know that. And uh, I actually found it a bit weird that you hadn't posted. And I remember saying to Fiona, I was like, Tubes hasn't, hasn't put anything up in four or five days. And she, really? she literally looked at me and was like, well, not in a horrible way, but like, why do, why do you care? Yeah. Give a fuck. Why did you even, why did you even notice? Like, if, if I didn't post for four days, you probably might not even notice. Do you know Wouldn't what I mean? care. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's like, well, what, what, how did I, and then, um, and then, Weirdly, I, the the first thing I saw of it was when you put that photo out with all the electrical things on you yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. How I guess it's a, there's no other way to ask this question than how the fuck did that? How did you have a heart attack? How did that come about? Uh, I had a massive hole in my heart that I never knew about. Wow! Well, did the doctor say how long you had the the hole for? All my life. No way. Yeah, and because I got myself fit, it um, it brought it on quicker, but it essentially saved my life. They, they Such said, a strange way of, uh, around it. If it happened two years ago and you were drinking, you'd have died on the spot. Really? Because it was major. So was it just by chance that it had happened, or like at that point? Yeah, it was just. Where were you when it happened? In my kitchen. No, no, no. I like. I played football. Yeah. And I got subbed because I was playing terrible, and I felt like really lightheaded. Right. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't work my body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this is weird. So the manager subbed me. Thank yeah. God, he's probably saved my life. Did you, did you just think you were ill? I just, I don't know. It was my legs wouldn't work properly. It was like, it was strange. And so I got taken off. And I left early. And on the way back, I was like, oh, I've got indigestion. 
And I got into the kitchen. Basically, I was in the kitchen trying to burp out a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> yeah. So I've gone in, I've gone upstairs. Because I left football early, Yeah. I didn't um, have a shower. So I right. went into my uh, bathroom, got in the shower. You, you live on your own, don't you? Yeah, yeah. As soon as the hot water hit me, I was like, wow. I was like, I felt really, really dizzy. And normally when you have a hot shower, your old boy gets bigger, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm all right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's gone inside me. And I'm like, oh, During a heart attack, you're worrying about the size of your penis. I'm just wondering where it's gone. <laughs> I had a fanny. <laughs> I did literally have to, I just gone, what the? I've got no cock. I don't think that's ever once been mentioned before as one of the symptoms of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. If you ever have a fanny, you're having a heart attack. <laughs> Honestly. So I'm like, oh, this ain't right. So I'm like, and I felt like really dizzy. And then literally I've come out <laughs> with my new fanny I've got. I've come out and I'm like, so I put my tracksuit top and I put my phone in my tracksuit top. Uh, yeah, the top. And then all of a sudden, my left arm just gone, vroom. Wow. Dead. I'm like, ah. So, I've got no arm, no left arm, no dick. And I'm just like, Whoa. <laughs> No dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got down the bottom of the stairs, right arm, vroom. <sighs> and I'm now shitting myself, like, proper, like, oh, wow, what's going on? Did it come into your head, maybe, it's a... No. Really? I never thought heart attack. I just thought... I didn't know what I've never thought why would I be having a heart attack at 36 years old as I sweat up you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> telling the story reliving the moment and I'm sweating and I had a fanny <laughs> um, but luckily luckily I say luckily my left leg went dead and I've fallen and the phone's popped out my tracksuit top in front of me and I've gone Right, I, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. So I've gone... So you've got one limb at this point. Yeah. So literally it's there. And I've managed to... I don't know if you can see this on the camera, but I'm literally like that. I've texted my mum. I do not know why I've texted my mum. Right. Because my mum's the classic like, Oh, sorry, dear. I got this text from three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. She's, had, she's had the phone in her hand. She's got off the mobile phone, which she's never on. I don't know why I, te I text her. Cause I couldn't really... Because my mouth was all dry. Yeah. So my mouth was all... Uh, so I can't really speak so I text I said, can you come around now please was that hard with no feeling in your hand yeah, like, get your phone like, and stuff yeah. like that so I sort of had Yeah. this was all numb but I could sort of yeah. press yeah. come around now please she's straight through looked at me went oh ambulance I reckon she thought you'd been on the piss again when she yeah. came in <laughs> oh, not the Smirnoff love <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was wrong because the heart started to sort of go it was going you could just getting bigger I've 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 heard somebody else that had a heart attack told me that that happened. Yeah. Tell me you, they can you can just feel it coming out of your chest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like something like Alien versus Predator. Yeah. I was on the the bed. It was going bad, 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 bad. But then so on the ambulance on the way there, uh, there was this guy in the back. So you know, there's the driver, mm. and there's someone who stays in the back with you. Mm. So this guy's just spraying all this stuff in my mouth. I'm like, oh. and he's telling me jokes. I'm like, what the fuck is this geezer? He's the worst jokes ever. It's like he's trying, he's trying to like practice his stand-up with me. And I'm like, it was, it was actually annoying me. Mm. But I later found out that he was doing it on purpose to annoy me, to keep me awake. <laughs> How cool is that? It's quite smart. Wow. It's fucking hell. So I was, I was looking at my mum going, what's he on about? Yeah. And she knew, he told her. Oh, really right. Really clever. That's clever. What? So then they, so they rushed you to hospital... Yeah. And then did you pass out? No. Because if I passed out, I'd have died, they said. Really? Mm. That's why he was spraying all that stuff and telling really bad jokes. So you, you stayed awake and then they had to operate then and there? Yeah, yeah. I had no chance. So they just put the thing in there. In your wrist? In Yeah, in my yeah. wrist. Sorry, yeah. Blew it up. She put it down. And I had a massive clot in the main artery. <sighs> and all of a sudden, so this is going bang, 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 bang. And all of a sudden it just went... Shh. Did it feel like a release? Oh, massive. Like I was just like that. I just laid there. I was like, I was playing football now. Yeah. And I went, Mr. Dale, you just had a major heart attack. You're very lucky to be alive. I went, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, what? Heart attack. Wow. It was so mad. Wow, and you're awake, and you're awake for all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have time to put me out. When they when they pulled the the clot out, and you felt that release. Yeah. W- was you then aware in your own state of mind that it was relatively over at that point, in a good way? It was I relatively... knew it was over. I knew I'd been saved. Yeah. When that it just literally, went, shh. I was like, wow. And they were like, yeah, mad. Crazy. Did you come away from that with a new? But, but they say people come away from like, like a lease of life. Yeah, um, yeah, from like sort of almost near tragedies with a new lease of life. But you kind of already had that lease of life when you stopped drinking. drinking. Yeah. So did much change after that or no. not? No, just, no, just stuck with it. I just had a heart that works at fifty-five percent. Really? That's it. That's it. I mean, if that happened, you know, and I hadn't become addicted to drink, then yes, I'd be like, yeah, I've got a new, but. I got more like new lease of life when I admitted I had a drink problem. Yeah. Than having a heart. You were already there. Yeah. That shows how severe alcoholism is because here you are, you've endured both, and yeah. one of them made you change the way yeah, you feel more than the other. Had a lot of luck, really, ever. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but well, in a way, some would say you've had the most. Yeah, yeah luck. that's very true. That's incredible. But no, it's a powerful thing, alcohol. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd love to go to the pub with you now. Yeah. Have two, three pints. Yeah. I'd love to, but. Unfortunately, I can't. It's not. I don't. I don't choose to be that way. It's just I'm addicted to it. But, but then, pro- props to you for for realizing that, that yeah. that's a, that's an issue. Um, this is going to sound like a, a strange question that you may not be able to answer. But because obviously, what people we're going to ask the same of Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, when when, when people uh, uh, survive cancer and stuff like that, they always yeah. give good advice on how to avoid it, basically, or how to combat it if if it comes do you have any advice for people that may be slightly because a heart attack is pretty spontaneous and pretty and pretty instant do you have any advice for people out there that may may worry they've got a bit of a dodgy ticker yeah if you have a massive piece of advice I'd give is if there's any heart problems in the family yeah go and get checked did you have heart problems in yours yeah right yeah okay so it's so it's, it's that direct basically yeah. but on the on the um... and if you, if you feel like you know if you have indigestion mm. You know, if it is, if it stays around, mm. go and get checked. Yeah, because it it should be relatively easy for them to spot, no? Yeah, yeah. So if you have any heart problems in your family, yeah, it's worth checking. Checked, it's quick. It, what was my next question going to be? Uh, oh yeah, on your on your, you said when you were playing football, you felt a bit weird. Mm. Um, was there any signs on the run up to it then, or was it just all on that day? Uh, yes, there were signs which I, I didn't think about until they asked me mm. that very question. So when I, like I said, I was going to the gym a lot mm. and I'd always do a 5k run. Right. No Mo Farah. Yeah. Just a nice steady plod. Yeah. But it would give me such a buzz. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd come off that running machine like, yeah, like. Yeah. I'd be sort of like drunk on light. Yeah, I got the I same. Know. I yeah, got the same. Definitely, I mean? yeah. Runners, you're runners boxing, high. You're doing yeah. boxing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And about three weeks leading up to it, I couldn't get one kilometre. <laughs> My legs seized up. Every day. Every couple of days. About by the end of it, I was like, oh, maybe I don't know what it is, but I'd just go on the bike. So then I'd go on the bike and do 10K easy. And I was like, this is weird. Something's going on. Yeah. yeah. But not to the point where I think I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. No, it's a weird thing because it's such a random yeah. kind of link. I was yeah. like, so maybe it's, have I got lactic acid, is it? Or <laughs> yeah. It, like, yeah. Trying to figure out anything like, natural. You know, do I yeah. have to stretch more? So I was trying to do small stretches. Couldn't get to a kilometre. I wasn't going, <gasps> my legs were just numb. And what the doctors said, they said that the clot had already formed and the, like, the your blood, blood wasn't, wasn't, getting, yeah, wasn't getting to your legs. wasn't properly well, circulating. Was it your whole legs that felt weird or a specific part? Just like the top of it. It was different at mm. times. You know what I mean? One day it would be like my calves. It didn't hurt either. It just felt numb. I was right. like, mm. I don't get this. Yeah. That's so strange. I was, I was like two weeks ago, I was doing 5K. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't get it. No. But it was fine on the bike. Yeah. That's one hell of a story though, isn't it? Mm. That is one hell of a story. What what makes it a major heart attack? Because uh, the clot was in the major artery. Okay. Very <laughs> simple answer there. Yeah. But, but you, no, no, you, no, it's a good question. I, though, I always think, well, like, obviously, surely they're all they're all pretty major yeah. if you're having a heart attack. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's yeah. as yeah. literal as that. And I got battered on Twitter. Yeah. Funny enough. Like, you know, I had a major... Why is it? Why is it? When do you have a minor heart attack? But to be fair, it is a good question. Mm. There's, I think, there's three arteries that go to the heart. 
So a major heart attack is your major vein, right? Major artery, yeah. So, so it actually makes sense. Uh, imagine that having a heart attack and having a go at you for not wording it. <laughs> That's right. your issue. I, I, yeah. to, to be fair, to be fair, the, the support I received mm. was amazing. That's what was. But you do get a couple of bell ends on Twitter. Yeah. You got cocaine, mate. Cocaine, mate. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing they asked me. Mm. The comedian in the back of the um, ambulance. Yeah. He kept saying, "Have you taken cocaine?" He asked me three or four times. And I was like, "Mate, I've got a drink problem. I'm an addictive personality. I've never touched drugs in my life." He was like, you have to tell us because this will... I'm like, I haven't taken... Because he thought, why is this guy who's in pretty good shape, hmm. who is reasonably young, had a heart attack? And everyone was asking the questions. That's when they found the big hole. Yeah. But yeah, they were kept... So people on Twitter going, yep, cocaine, mate. Cocaine, wow. mate. I was like, no. As if they know everything. Yeah. Everyone on Twitter does, though. To yeah. be fair. That's, like, that's, that's crazy. what you go there for. But yeah, I know. I noticed, especially on that picture when that you posted after like the sort of radio silence, I noticed that there was a... Hell of a lot of support, yeah, really, from, from so footballers, nice. celebrities, um, YouTube folk, everyone, really. Yeah, um, was, honestly, it was like, well, Yeah, but I think, I think it's... Because it's, yeah. I, I, I won't lie, obviously, I'd, I've heard that story before, because you, you told the channel on uh, on Robbie Knox's channel, I just thought it'd be good for the listeners here to know. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing that you come on and you speak so openly about it, because it, it, it open, opens your eyes to the possibility of it one day happening to you, because yeah. no, one, no one's immune. But, Tubes, it's been a really great chat, mate. And Thanks. I've enjoyed having you on, so th- you, you're more than welcome to come back on whenever you like. Yeah, uh, I'll come. Uh, <laughs> He's going to come every week. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Just, <laughs> just make sure you bring Declan Rice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get Declan on, I can come and do that's it again. That's it, that's yeah. it, mate, yeah. The happy hour proof. <laughs> <laughs> um, just finally, what people can check out your stuff by going to YouTube. YouTubes. Cool, there we go. And um not too sure when this is going to go out, hopefully around the same day, but um, if basically if you listen to this podcast or you're watching this clip, Tubes' channel will already be up and running so go over there check it out leave them a like um and yeah thanks for being so open mate it's been a pleasure thank you so much nice one buddy cheers this has been jack makes happy hour and we'll see you again next week bye bye This show is part of the Radio Stakhanov Network.